0: it is the stranger nerds here we have myself connor vandermark mitchell lee and nick izzo tommy couldn't make it here today for this episode and we have season two chapter eight the mind flare now when tommy and myself left off on uh chapter seven and i will discuss quickly with you guys about that uh when tommy brought up this name of, of our wonderful villain as you can say for this season a lot of things started making sense to me and i thought it was a brilliant um analogy even before i watched this episode and i will get into that a little bit uh later um because i didn't have you guys for chapter six chapter sevens um because we had uh zach wiley on oh sorry yeah zach really po- apologies he was guest to, guest with us on chapter six and it was me and tommy on chapter seven anything you guys want to touch on before we dive
1: in chapter seven was horrible yes yeah Yeah.
2: (laughs) i I don't have much more to add glad that we went from yeah i'm i'm very happy that we went from whatever that was in episode seven to to uh to the enjoyment uh, of episode eight because i yeah I, i don't know what i watched on on episode seven honestly
0: um, one thing that we did text together that, and I did bring this up with Tommy and we all kind of agreed on this. Like if this episode if episode seven, uh, was sooner, the lost sisters, that's the episode we're referring to in the season, it might've been better over better received overall. But after chapter six is episode, the spy, which ended on a wonderful cliffhanger, it definitely, the pacing definitely just dropped. And, yeah, it uh, felt
1: very out of place. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they filmed the episode, and, like, as far as episode 8 goes, you can definitely tell, and we'll, we'll get to it a little bit more further on, that it does feed into it. But as far as coming off of episode 6, and then you're watching episode 7, you're like, Warrior, what's this weird side quest we're on?
0: Yeah, and a side quest is probably a really good way to put that and yeah it felt out of place i think is a good way to succinctly put it so um anything else before we get in here good to go all right so mind flares because this as you saw in the episode is a DD thing and when we were doing the season the thought of a mind flare being the villain made sense to me. And like, I, I didn't bring it up in the episode. But like, no, I commonly know mind flares as illithids, which is, they're also known as, um, kind of thing like for you guys, I can have, have my book open here. You kind of see it kind of thing. like Cthulhu, if it was purple and like a, a human kind of looking thing. So that's what that sucker looks like.
2: Oh damn. He's um, got it right there.
0: Yeah. I have the book, man. I, 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 I follow this stuff. Um, <laughs> I play it. It's fun. I like D&D. Uh, playing Pathfinder now. Uh, but yeah, it's all... Ta- tabletop RPGs are a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, Mind Flayers, they are very much a hive mind entity, which I have referenced before, of like having a hive mind kind of like a symbiotic relationship in between with the demigorgons from Chapter 6 and then laying the trap. Uh, that kill zone kind of effect against the, the soldiers and our villain for this season has not been happy with them, which fire torching all of its body, its connections that he has to the world that he's trying to invade. And when it comes to mind flares, they actually have something in, uh, in the game itself where there is a, depends on where they are but they what they try to do they do try to go and take over and kind of enslave other races with their psionic powers to pretty much control them like you no know, and have them like they can like get into their minds and it's really weird it's it's one of the more creepier enemies and or I would say enemies but like races within d and d uh, who, those who played Boulder Gate Three, I have not played it yet. But I have seen stuff; they're in that as well, and lots of fun. So, definitely finding out that this was a this was the name that I chose with. I was very giddy, and I had a lot of different thoughts came in with this chapter. And to be fair, when it comes to when it comes to these episodes, I don't read the chapter names until I'm going through our script list here because I don't want to. Don't want to ruin anything in the future. And if if I read this earlier, that would have ruined a lot of things for me. So I'm glad I did that way. So um, ready to dive in, gentlemen? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. All right. So our opening scene, we have our wonderful Demi Gorgon is face-to-face with Hopper and Dr. Owens coming out of that pit. Um, That pit was really freaking tall, too. That's something I definitely realized when... Like, I'm watching, like, how how high did these things climb out of that damn thing? And the Deborah Gordon's banging the glass. Hopper and Owen's like, is this thing going to hold us? And then they hit the panic button and dash right out of there. Mike claims also that in this part that Will is the spy. And he needs to be put to sleep. Which I think was great critical thinking at his part of recognizing that. He's being used and to the reference of chapter five of the thought that Will could be used as information outlet for the Mind Flare, just as much that Will could take information from it. So Will is screaming, spazzing, screaming that he's lying. Uh, Joyce asks, Will, do you know who I am? And it takes Will a good amount of time before he, he says, you are mom. And then Joyce is like, screw it. Give me, the, give me the needle. We're going in, hold him down. And then, uh, by this time, the Demigorgons have busted through and busted. They were steel door door and causing chaos chaos in the lab, which I thought the elevator scene was wonderful where they're trying to close the button and just going through. And then, uh, then Hopper and Dr. Owens enter the room, uh, Find Will knocked out, and then they turn into the security room, and they are held up in there uh, while they see all the monitors, the Demogorgon's killing the security staff, and power goes out. So, I'm actually, I should have looked this up beforehand, um, but one thing that definitely came up in my mind was Resident Evil, because it gave so much of that vibe there to me where it's chaotic no the especially this whole episode overall is like the intensity of there's there's times where it's the pacing's moving so fast and then you have other scenes where it's slows down and the tensions that's building there and you're just waiting for something to happen and oh it was such good opening i loved it it was so much fun
1: yeah i think it's really strong open to this one gets the, uh, the taste of the last episode out of the mouth. And also, I don't know if we've talked about this much, but I love the stranger things opening and the music. And with some shows it's, or rather with some episodes, it sets up for it in a way where it's like, all right, it's, you know, sure. But this was like a perfect lead into the screen going black the music starting and really getting you ready for the next episode. And the episodes that are able to start off like that kind of get a little bit of extra points with me because mm-hmm. they're able to get me just a little bit more on my, uh, the edge of my seat before we really dive into the meat and potatoes of, uh, of wherever we're going with that episode. So uh, well done.
0: Nick.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, I think honestly, I think eventually you, you said it perfect with uh you know getting the taste of the last episode uh, out of our mouth so to speak um yeah you you guys pretty much touched on it perfectly I think the uh you know the the part where Owens is uh like oh yeah like the uh what what was the glass made out of it started with the um oh man polycarbonate carbonate is that what he said.
0: Uh, maybe polycarbonate would probably the be... polycarbonate yeah sorry my bad that sounds um, probably that sounds about sounds right, sounds about right. I, yeah. I, I don't know if it's an actual thing or not but i know soon as soon as he goes oh yeah that's
2: you know that glass like yeah that'll hold in my head i'm like yeah that shit ain't holding like it's it's always as soon as when they go oh yeah yeah that thing's going to hold yeah then then you see you know then you see the one Demi Gorgon just like howl, you know, or their version of a howl, and then of course all of them get summoned, and you're just like, oh, yeah, no, they're gonna they're gonna get through that very quickly. So yeah, See for for that to be for that to be the opening scene, um, I was like, oh, okay, like all right, we're we're getting somewhere now,
0: so I was happy. So then the. I thought it was a very interesting transition because how we start up the after the um, title screen is going over back to the Hargrove house where uh, the house of Max and Billy. So their parents get home with the first introduction to their characters, Susan and Neil Hargrove, and they find where Max, Max's window is open from our door uh, from her bedroom and she's missing. And the father, the stepfather, no, Billy's father, if I remember correctly, loses it on Billy, who is currently gearing up for a date. You no, know, smoking a cigarette, and you no, know, all those cool kids things do. I guess these back in the eighties. Getting his groove on. Get his groove getting his groove on. Him. I don't know. No, I don't <laughs> think he was dancing, but
1: he was. He was like, all right, starting to feel himself a little bit. He was. He was jamming. He was jamming. Hey, props to him. Yeah, he was definitely yeah. feeling himself. And it, then so. no, because he did have mu- He did have music oh, did... on, didn't he?
0: Yeah, it was like Metallica. Like, did, did you did you see where he put butt. the cologne? Oh, on the wrist. Yeah,
2: but where uh, else? He was,
0: he was getting ready. He, he stuck was, his Oh hand. yeah, he, started, <laughs> he <stuck laughs> his hand right down his pants. <laughs> i didn't recognize i didn't notice that part at first it was like the, uh, it was like the first thing i thought
2: he did i was just like oh i saw first. the wrist
0: but i didn't see no jostle
2: the camera just like perfectly pants but i'm like really like they're gonna make us watch this <laughs> like all right thanks it's a really you...
1: nice uh it's the first time i i don't remember whether you brought it up or whether tommy brought it up about how we've never at any point in this series felt any sympathy or any, you know, liking Billy at all, and this was mm-hmm. the first time that made you go, "I get it i I understand that he's he's getting this abuse from his dad, and so then he's giving it to his uh, to his stepsister, and." that's the, the 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 chain of command i guess and it's the first time that i was like feeling feeling for billy because it was uh passing on trauma i guess
0: um kind of yes i think a more distinct probably way to put it is like the cycle of abuse because yeah of fact that's, that, the,
1: that's the term i was looking for
0: because the fact that get breaking breaking that cycle is hard to do in the first place and he has all this you know pent up trauma that's coming from his father and especially him I, I remember correctly from what max told us in chapter six where you no know, they didn't really want to leave but it seemed like the at least the father wanted separation from max's father they didn't like max's father being so close and they wanted to have like a fresh start for the two kids and no one thing when it comes to, I know I haven't had any experience with this, but I know I have a few friends who have blended families and blended families are very tricky to handle. And no, you really can't force people together. And be like, okay, no, we're married now. Now you're brother and sister, let's go play house. It's not that easy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's definitely you can definitely see how it's kind of grinding on Billy, especially the way the interactions that we've seen so far with Max, and it comes as culmination where like, you no, know, I don't hate using this this term, but like, you no, know, Neil the step the father is like the alpha, and he's the one you know looking down on his son, like you follow what I say, this is my house, and that's you know. Very 80s like too on that situation, like that how that mindset was.
1: So you're telling me there was no uh "Hug Me, Brother" moment earlier <laughs> earlier in this season. It wasn't quite that uh th- that nice and 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 you know Nickelodeon. Nah, somehow I don't think so. <laughs> Sadly, not.
2: He was, uh He was he was very assertive, and uh, he definitely did not. uh To not shy away from you know like pushing him against the wall and being like, So you're gonna go find your sister, right? (laughs) Like you just like, yep. You just see the tear run down Mm -hmm. his face. And like you said, Mitchell, like that's like the first time that I was like, Ah. I I can at least angry (laughs) if you're not
1: feeling sympathy, at least it's like, okay, I at least have a reason. It's not just an out-of-nowhere thing. There's a reason why you're being such a dickhead this whole series.
2: Right. It's like, okay, it's like,
0: now I know why you're just angry all the time. Yeah. And another thing, too, like, it definitely put in the back of my mind the rest of the episode, when in terms of Max, is what is the interaction going to be like when Billy does find Max? Because... Max, yeah, gonna as, we'll, as we will get into in a hot second here, but Max is with the part with Dustin Lucas and Steve with the uh, the Boneyard Gang. I'll call right now. Uh, after going with the the upfront kind of fight with the Demi Gorgons, which they didn't really do that well, and now they are walking the back the train tracks late at night, and in the back of my mind, it's like. No, and eventually later later on like oh how is billy gonna find max and when is billy gonna find max because the longer that time that timer is ticking on uh billy the more mad his father's gonna be and then more of an out like an outlash to billy from her from her father or from his father so now as i mentioned the party uh Steve, Dustin, Lucas, and Max walk in the train tracks. Steve lets it slip that they Dar ate Lucas's cat, Muse, <laughs> and Lucas and Dustin had a pretty big blow up about the rule of law. Uh, and then Dustin tries to spit in back at Lucas that you let Max know what was going on, and that also broke the rule of law.
1: Yeah, so are not
0: happy about that. Yeah, like Definitely not. It's kind of a weird circumstance, at least on Lucas's standpoint, because it is such an out of the a crazy ass scenario that these all these boys have lived through. So like I don't like I Dustin's I to me Dustin's is way worse than Lucas' is. But Lucas's yeah. also is kind of it's a weird t- scenario, and I don't blame him from telling someone else because Keeping that kind of thing in is still weirder shit. Like I went through some wild shit, like there's things out there you don't ever believe. And especially with him having some type of attraction to Max, even though he does deny it. And Lucas and Dustin does call him out, like, oh, you guys were holding hands. They uh I don't blame Lucas for trying to do that, but at the same time, yeah, Dustin has it all right to call him out on that.
1: To me, it just seemed like one of those things that it, kind of like if you hang out with us for long enough, you're going to get roped into this anyway. So, yeah. What's the point of delaying it any longer?
0: Yeah, no, I get that. It's more so like, oh, the seal of approval from everyone. Like, okay, she's allowed in. But, like, still, there's still some conflicts with Mike and stuff, and Elle hasn't showed up yet. So, we'll see how that progresses. So, Steve shuts them up, saying, hey, I'm hearing the demigorgons from this distance. Let's go. And then when uh, Max is like on the railroad tracks, like, where the hell are you going? Like, are we going to stay in the tracks? Like, oh, we're just going to the darkness and go to the sound where things sound scary. Like, and they find out, like, oh, Hawkins' lab is in complete darkness. And that's where the sound's coming from. And then we get the scene switch where now we're in the lab. And Dr. Owens is explaining how the situations when the power goes out in the lab. And that now the lab is in lockdown because of the power outage. And then, again, just like Resident Evil or those kind of games where you have to go downstairs and you have to reset the breaker to report the whole system. And also, you have to go and code to get the doors back open for it. I still say you want to say something, Mitchell. I just
1: uh, as someone who learned how to code last summer, watching most coding scenes in movies, I'm like, y'all are doing this way too quickly. There is no way you did all of that basically without thinking. Not a chance. Um, that's yeah, a minor the... complaint. That's, that's one of those complaints where it's like if you've done something before... You're like wait a minute it's not like that and when they show it in movies
0: for my for my uh interest uh would you learn how to code if i know if you may ask um i learned how to
1: code uh why is it not a, a lot of like database related stuff like sql um okay. i did why am i blinking on the terminology give me a second. He's lying. <laughs> yeah. Liar.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I, I'm a, I know Lies. SQL. I know, I'm a big R because I use R for statistics.
1: I haven't R- used R, but I b- am trying to learn it. Um, a lot of JavaScript. There we go. That's the Not, word yeah. that was on the top of my. A lot of lot of JavaScript type stuff.
0: Yeah, R-, R and Python are the two I've have worked with. Uh, R, I like a lot because it's very strong at data visualization. And that's something that I really do like a lot. So, and as we bring this up, Hopper goes to play hero and go in this at the breaker. And then Bob kind of calls him out. I'm like, hey, do you know basic? Which is a very introductory. Um, uh, the, Basic is the fundamental coding language back in the eighties that you yeah. see with the old movies with the green letters and stuff as it had in the screen earlier, and Hopper's like, uh, "What are you talking about?" And I've gotten that face before from my parents of you are talking with three heads, and I have no clue what you're doing. Like yeah. the what you're what you're telling me is not registering at all, and. I gotta say, my boy Bob steps up and is like, "I have to do this because no one else can, and I want to make sure these boys get safe." And he, and he tells Hopper, "I don't care what happens. Once this door opens, you're out of here." He's not—he's not thinking for himself. He is thinking about the betterment of others. Very much a uh, a Spock boy, which I believe, uh, which I am very proud of Bob for that. So Bob goes in. He he's a uh, walkie-talkie up. Oh, I thought it was very funny too, like uh, Hopper showing him how to use a gun. And then we're going the scene downstairs, and you see Bob actually having good gun discipline with his finger off the trigger, you no, know, like an actual professional would have. Yeah, right. Like he
2: was clear. I was very. So I, was, I
0: saw that. I'm like, ooh, good for you, Bob. Yeah. <laughs>
2: he was clearing corners i was like huh like hmm, you might have done this before Bob.
1: <laughs> if that is your real name <laughs> if that is your real <laughs> name, your real
0: name. <laughs> he gets gets in the basement no the dr owens and hopper are giving him instructions from the uh security room goes in pops up goes on hopping it hits a breaker pops in the computer gets all the doors open. So now the building is good to go. And then a little problem comes up. And one of the wonderful Gorgon starts to roam downstairs. And you no, know, of course, Dr. Owen and Hopper start to freak out I'm like, oh, he's going to gonna have to face this thing. And then great idea to use the sprinklers. And I was like, oh, awesome. Good job. Goes to leave and forgets his gun. I don't know about you guys, but... Like, the... When he said, don't wait for me first, it was like, alright. Bob might die here. When he forgot his gun, I'm like, shit, he's dead. R.I.P. Yes, I P. thought the same exact thing. <laughs> I'll tell you... I
2: suffer, I suffer from I'll tell a you problem... The moment. That I I'll go ahead. ...that I predict a lot of things when I watch. I, pre- I, pre- I predicted... I predicted that as soon as he volunteered to go reset the breaker, okay. I suffer. I suffer from predicting things when when I watch and I'm like, I gotta just watch it for what it is. But I've seen too many too many shows and movies that as soon as he forgot the gun, I was like, oh, Yep. I was just like I, I, like, like, I drove oh. my head. I was
1: like, oh, yeah. he... come on. <laughs> I will tell you this: there were three things that I remembered distinctly about watching this show from when it came out in October of 2017. And that was something that happens in the next episode. The fact that they meet Max by Max breaking a bunch of records at the arcade with the name Mad Max. And the fact that as soon as he said, Bob Newby superhero, I thought, this man is dead. (laughs) Those were the three things I remember distinctly from this. And I forgot because I, it's, it's been a minute and this is my least favorite season of the series, but I forgot that he had died while watching that particular episode. And so once I heard that line, I thought, Oh yeah, that's right. RIP. He's not making it out of this. There's no way. My boy. <laughs> yeah, no, but he, he goes out... Uh, I thought the way he went out was... I had a little bit of an issue with it because he's just standing there looking at Joyce. Let's, let's, let's get to there
0: because some yeah. things line, line up to that first. Okay. So, meanwhile, because while this is all happening, turns out that Jonathan and Nancy, after arriving at the craziness that is the... By house with all the things on the walls. They arrive at the lab trying to get in. And then turns out that Steve and the children all walk up like, hey, what are you doing here? And they say the same exact thing to them, which I thought was very funny. And Dustin trying to open the door like, I can work, make it work. Bob unlocks everything. Doors open up. No, good to go now. Then... Bob's going through the the tunnel while the, uh, Hopper, Joyce, Mike, and Will both get out to the entrance. And Bob, uh, Doctor Owens, tells him, it's like, "Okay, no, this should be a straight shot going. We should be good. Make it right here. He's directing through." Demi Gorga shows up, ducks him, in, ducks him into the closet, and. I thought it was a nice good tension scene right there. You no, know, building up. Demi Gorkin walks past. Like, again, Resident Evil. It's just, oh, it was such good tension. I loved it so much. I hate Resident Evil because like, it's so good at doing that. And I get such anxiety playing that game. Yes. And it, 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 it game for turned it up on me during this episode. And it's like, oh, this is hard to watch. And I open the door, and of course, the fucking broom just drops. That damn broom. That damn broom. I saw. I literally said the fucking broom, Like right? He's like, you got to be yep. kidding me. Like, it had to be the broom.
2: <laughs> well, as soon as, soon and... as the cam it was slow-mo. I was like, oh, something's falling. Something's happening. I'm like, yep. oh, this, this, this ain't good.
1: <laughs> Something is happening that is
0: about to have consequences. Right, right. And I want to mention, too, is when everybody else left, Owen stayed behind. And I want to go back to you, Nick, because we haven't talked about Doctor Owen in a while.
2: I had a feeling you were going to bring this up, or somebody would, because I've, I've said inherently this entire time that he's evil. Uh, yeah, that he's I up s-
0: to
1: something dastardly. I think was the uh, the quote. I used the word dastardly. Wow, damn! I'm impressed I, I, with myself. I, maybe with, I'm. You know, wrong. I say that? I definitely Earth, did. Not ne- ne- <laughs> Either dastardly or nefarious. Either way, you broke out a nice a nice word. Well, I know
2: Nefarious.
1: I don't know if I would have said that at that
2: moment, but anywho, uh, I I still don't fully trust him. Honestly, I think uh, I think he is saving his own ass uh, for for the most part of the percentage. I think there is a percentage that that is good. But I also think more of the percentage is that he still has some type of uh, plan. I guess we'll say
1: he's he's got a card up he's his scheming.
2: sleeve. He just hasn't played I, it he's yet. Scheming. I think, he's, like I think he's scheming. Like you just said, Mitchell. I just I don't think he's played his uh, his final
0: hand yet. See, right. I'm in a I'm in a situation where I kind of feel the opposite where to me i think dr owens is kind of showing regret and what's the word i'm looking for now uh penance Again, i think it's a good word to play it because the fact that he had a no idea the tunnels were going underneath hawkings because it wasn't until they started actually no, testing the soil, they're like, oh, something's weird going on here. And then when they found the tunnels when Hopper was stuck down there, they're like, oh, this shit is worse than we thought. And then that's the kind of the turn I think of seeing their characters, like, oh what Will's saying isn't PTSD. It could be a part of it. But his his interactions are actually real. And to me, I see Owens as someone who he, he could be having is his some his own ulterior motives. But at the same time, he's the one who stayed behind to help Bob out. He told everybody else get out there, get out of there first. And he still let he could have left Bob in the dust and just left with everybody else from the building, and saved his own ass that way. And he didn't. And we don't know what happens to him after this whole event and we probably find out something in uh, chapter nine. But I thought, I thought it was a a good move. It was a nice move by him. Like I, I, if I thought if he was such a person who's looking out for himself, I would have saw him as someone leaving the party or trying to do something else to, bring himself more of a reward for him, like him staying alive or something of that nature. So
2: okay, I have a so quick question me, for you
0: guys. Oh, go
1: ahead, Nick.
2: Uh, I'll just pose one quick question then, because I'm, I'm just thinking about this, but uh, thinking on the other side. So while everybody else is, 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 you know, is leaving and he decides to stay, to to me i almost think like there's a reason that he wants to stay because he could escape but is it is it just to help bob try to escape because ultimately it's i just think he's got some other angle and it could be good i could just be wrong this entire time which is perfectly fine but i also don't think he would stay just to try to help Bob escape. So that's no, that's fair. That's why I think he's got another card up his sleeve.
0: Or it could be situation too where like, oh, he's gonna try to burn documents to hide and cover up what's actually was going on here. Right. Exactly. It could could be something like like that.
2: that. Nefarious activity.
0: There's that word. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. So Mitchell, what was your question?
1: Uh my question was less to do with this and more of just like a general sanity thing to know who I'm podcasting with. Do you guys recognize the actor that plays Dr. Owens from anything?
0: Nope. I do not. Again, awful with this.
1: (sighs) Nick, save me here. Come on. Save me.
2: I, I don't, I don't think I'm correct, but without taking too long my 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 mind is just spitting out like billy madison
1: he could be i've never seen billy madison so i oh, okay I, wow I don't I, don't know. I don't I i'm yeah i i just haven't with adam sandler's that's right to maybe maybe on the uh on, on on press play action we'll get to adam sandler at some point i'm sure we will but uh, that's that's kind of the uh, area that I've got a little bit less knowledge in. But if you've ever seen the movie Whiplash, that is Miles Teller's dad in Whiplash. And if you have not seen the movie Whiplash, you need to change that because that's one of the best movies I've ever seen. You really? Could have so given just me just a
2: thousand guesses, I would not have gotten. That. Just
1: trust me. Watch Whiplash in the next month. I think it's on Netflix. Something like that. Watch it. Come back to me, and I promise you will be a fan of it.
0: Okay, I'll give it a shot. One hundred percent guarantee. So, with that being said, we get to the point now. Slow motion scene is over. Owens tells Bob to run, and yeah. he books it as this freaking dog looking asshole <laughs> chases after him. Dog looking <laughs> asshole. Yep, and. Gets the, closes the doors in time, sees Joyce. There's a sigh of relief from both of them as Joyce in there waiting for Bob. And then another one comes and gets him. Should have just kept running. And Bob
1: just had to stand there like a dumbass, just looking at Joyce, like I'm a I'm hanging the banner, waving the flag for Team Bob but Bob also could have moved his ass.
2: He just had to go like 20 more feet. He would have been at the door.
0: As I say in baseball, it ain't over to the fat lady sings. Oh, that's right. And that, it was not over. And that lady, you that lady had her mouth shut. Wasn't singing at all. You had to keep yeah. moving, Bob. Yeah, it was, uh, oh yeah. That, that was like definitely a gut wrenching death. I was felt so sad, yeah. And Hopper you, witnessed to come it. you know, yeah, like, like it's
2: the walking dead thing. I witnessed he it, mold. he's definitely dead.
0: He got mauled, and the uh, Hopper topper grabs Joyce because obviously she's feeling heartbreak, and car pulls up, they hop in. Uh then Hopper gets in his truck, they go in, get the rest of the kid, and everybody's going over to the buyer's house. So yeah, that uh, I feel so bad for Bob. Oh uh, And the thing is like they, they showed everything. Like he they was did. Oh, yeah. they were chomping they're on him, the scene of the teeth coming out from it. There
1: was no like, oh maybe Bob's still alive. No. Bob's dead.
0: Yep.
2: No. And they were growing as they were just like munching on them too. So I was just were like ah, damn I,
0: it. I didn't realize that. I did make a comment before like oh no the more they eat the bigger they grow so yeah. I would not be surprised. Yeah, But yeah they could be, I don't know if they were growing on the spot but if they, i take another look at that. So I'm 96% sure. So back at the buyer's house Hopper's desperate call for backup, and tries to get help for Doctor Owens. Uh, Hopper tells everybody to stay there and wait for help, and Joyce obviously in shock. And Mike tries to rally, you no, know, talking about how Bob actually brought the AV club together, which I thought was nice, trying to break the tension a little bit, and uh, will and. Yeah, Mike, Mike definitely didn't want him to die in vain. And he wanted to try to bring justice. And Joyce is like, yeah, let's go. Like, I, I want I want in this too. And it's funny too where, again, I'm thinking like of Max who's thrown in the situation because she's the new kid in the block of all the shit's been going on. And in the past six hours her life has just turned on a complete 180 of whatever i thought i knew and these kids thought that were fucking crazy or not and there's some weird shit happening in this goddamn town and then they're trying to figure a way to fight and as i did with the demogorgon earlier and as dustin Nicely called them the Demo Dogs, which I thought was very cute. The analogy to the Mind Flare comes up as they try to think uh, as the shadow monster is like a brain. And so they talk about how it's um, a monster from an dimension that's so ancient doesn't know where, where uh, even though it's true home. And it slays races of other dimensions by taking over their brains and uh, using their highly developed psionic powers. Uh, Steve has no clue what's going on Max is even like dumbfounded and Hopper's like just get along with it I don't care what the hell this, mystery, this fantasy thing is but like I don't blame the kids here because the fact that this is a way to at least have some tangibility of something that they don't know and the the scene I gotta say we haven't really touched on this too but like the music in the scene too, like, you no, know, as they're going through and the music kind of like starts losing pace when Dustin starts talking about, oh, you're just some an undead army to defeat the, the mind flares, And it's like, it just kind of stops everybody just looks at like, dude, that's not going to work. And then when they come back, when they come back to the plan, the music picks up right back up, like, oh, we're back in it again. Uh, so, the clever thing that they thought of was, because they know they, that Will can see into the Mind Flayer's visions, and, but they also now know that the Mind Flayer can see back. But Will has at least some knowledge of its weaknesses. And if they isolate Will and put him into a location where the mind flare does not know where where he is, and Will can still at least spy on the mind flare. Then that at least give him a leg up on the advantage, to the come up a way for Will to buy him time, uh, about, or buy every every all of them time to keep the mind flare off their backs. So they make this like this nice little '80s montage of them building this interrogation room in the shed. And you know, all of them trying to team up and they have the nice like spotlights come on him. They kind of get like that, you no know, the old like um what's the kind of movies that were called again where they have the um the black and white movies. I can't think of them now. Um Silent? I they
2: were just called black and white movies.
0: No, as in like like the the, the crime drama ones, like the uh oh, Noir Noir? Noir, yeah. yeah. Film noir. I, I couldn't yeah, I just couldn't think of that, that, that genre. And during the interrogation, Hopper and Joyce are kind of interrogating him. And Will's just screaming, letting me go. The lights are flickering. And it's like, no, it's definitely like showing everybody like, oh, I have the power here. I'm trying, I'm like kind of flexing it in a way. You no, know, as he's pretty much bound by extension cords and other electrical c- cables to keep him down tight on that chair. Um, And he's, like, switching voices, very, like, Exorcist-like. And then Joyce starts talking about his birthday and, like, trying to bring Will out from, from his subconscious, I guess, because the Mind Flare is taking over. And you have John then talking about them building Castle Buyers when his father left. And then Mike talks about him being the first time in kindergarten which is nice to kind of see these little you know touch points of these interactions to Will's life and though you, can, you know these are his closest people he's with those three and Hopper notices a twitch in Will's hand and then he sees him tapping and you no, know, he recognizes like oh no Morse code and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty interesting. That you no, know, he's able to at least p- push his own conscious through somehow to communicate in a way where, in my mind, the mind flares know what he's doing. He just thinks he's just tapping, just you no, know, just because anxiety, but." It's a code that the Mind Flare does not know, but everybody else does. And then so you have this nice little scene where they're coming in like, oh. Like they're telling stories to keep the Mind Flare focused on them. While Will is bringing across this message to them to fight back. And the, the final message was close gate. And then the phone rings. And you kind of have the scene where Will rolls his eyes back and the Mind flayer is zipping through the tunnels trying to locate where they are. And uh, I think it was very funny where, uh, who was it who took the phone off the actual wall and chucked it? I think that was Nancy. And I think it was Nancy. It was like, oh, there goes another phone for the buyers. Like, <laughs> Yeah, they, they hate phones. <laughs> they hate phones. Can't deal with them. And you can you can hear the Demigorgons outside just roaring. But yeah, those overall like, again, like great tension. No, it was a lot of build up and like no solving through and like piecing it together. Great scene overall.
1: Yeah, I'm and... with you on that. The only thing that I wasn't the biggest fan of is just it got a little repetitive with the whole like let's tell Will about things that happened that were good. And it it, it was just kind of awkward there for a minute, but uh, it regained its footing for me, at least after that. Especially yeah. when we get into the final scene.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think if anything, that was... To me, it felt like a... Uh, I guess a distraction from otherwise him just yelling, let me go. Five thousand times, um, yeah. But uh, there was there's something brought up in the uh, in our show notes that I actually thought as well um, that you wrote in red, and that's how does Will know Morse code? And I thought the same thing. I was like, did he learn this like randomly, or like does through possession? Now he just gains the ability to do that, like. I was very confused. I was like, how, "How? how is he doing this? So I, you know, I cool that he was able to give that message, but at the same time, I was like, all right. I don't know how, but
0: good job. That's a good point because, no, I, I kind of assume because that they were part of the AV club that they had interaction with it before. But the fact that, Will actually knows what the letters individually are, like what the actual tapping signals are for it. Uh, I think that, and they came out too, like, oh, like they needed a little cheat sheet to right. write down what That's it annoying. was. And, so, like, who had so that, that cheat sheet kind of, on hand? <laughs> yeah, the, that also was very true. Um, but, like, because they needed the cheat sheet, like, the no do they all actually not know Morse code? And like, why does he know it? So it got, it's kind of debunked the idea that, Oh, Mike and all the other AV club guys know it just by hand, but yeah. How do we'll come with this knowledge? And when it came to them telling the stories, I took it as them keeping the, the mind flares focus on something. No. no. Kind of like a ruse in a way. Uh, a ruse is part like a trick to try to do something else with some other motive. So by keeping the Demogorgon's focus on them, they don't care. What they're saying to the to Mind Flayer does not matter. They can tell stories left and right to him. And since they've already started telling stories to Will, it makes more sense to keep trying to tell stories about their interactions while the information they're actually looking for is being signaled to Hopper on the side. So while he's getting the code, he's handing it off to the kids while his attention is brought to them. Um, and then the final scene. So the whole team moves into the buyer's house, gets ready for a fight. Uh, that was a nice scene where uh, a little callback to... Nancy's like, uh, oh, Hopper going, like, oh, who could fire this? And he's like, because I point around, Nancy's like, yeah, give it to me. I'll fucking take it. Like, I could shoot that.
1: Yeah, I, that was a good callback to when uh her and Jonathan were shooting in the first season.
0: Yep. And that was uh, the first Steve, season, right? That was the first season. Yep, they were shooting yeah. the cans. And Jonathan was a shitty shot. And Nancy was like, here, I'm gonna get a shot. Yes, I was Boom, like, oh, three thank in a row. you. Yeah.
2: Not Jonathan, anybody but him.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Steve had his bat, Lucas had the wrist uh, wrist rocket, uh, Mike's holding some trophy. or I thought it was a candlestick like a kind of guy. That's what I thought clue clue it was, reference. too. Yeah, yeah that was, a was the, like, worst, clue.
2: the worst thing you could have picked up. Like, what the hell? Come on. Get yeah. a
1: knife from the kitchen?
2: Yeah, thank you. That's what I said. <laughs> I said come on.
1: Even a fork. Um,
2: even a even fork, fork. would have been something.
0: That would have spork. A, spark. Uh, <laughs> a plastic spork. <laughs> um, Jonathan's holding Joyce. No, Dustin and Max high behind the group. According to this, this is a Lord of the Rings reference. This was a, uh, as the current resident expert of Lord of the Rings, Nick. Yes, no. Say that. This idea? whole this, this huddle up. This, this is definitely a thing. Keep this huddle up. Is a lord of the rings reference uh, according to tommy it probably is no Stop. i don't know i don't know
1: what's a lord um, of the, right no
2: i have to ask him about that i don't know what exactly he's referring to that that would be a reference Jonathan i'm gonna token head so people,
1: people standing person. near each other so, no, right. also well,
0: kind of that, way that, way. Kind, right. that, that kind of weirded me out too. them all looking at one door where there's multiple entrances into this household like, I thought they'd be like all facing different directions.
2: That's I something guess now was definitely, uh, I guess the way they were lined up it was like from a
0: scene. I don't, I'm trying to think, like, what scene? Like, what? I don't know either. I nah, just kill it. Um, so we hear a bunch yeah. of screech, screeching, smashing sounds. Um, then a dead Dormika organ flies to the window. Uh, see the locks and the doors come off, and there is 11 and, uh, yeah, everybody's in shock that she's alive. Uh, Mike and Evan, like, look at each other, very smi- uh, smiling at each other. Um, I've had before, early in the episode, Max did talk about Eleven to Mike. He's like, oh, I see why she's part of your party now. And he's like, no. She lets Mike in on the knowledge that, that uh, Lucas let her know what actually happened. It's like, I just, no, she seemed cool. Like, she seems apologetic to Mike about how she kind of treated him earlier and now seeing proves the proof that everything that we were saying was true Uh what lucas saying true that like oh he actually really has a connection to this person um so Thanks. my girlfriend made sure i had to mention this on the podcast because uh well, I do think of really good things. Sometimes I go too far in the hole and comp- I completely forgot about eleven. To be completely honest with you, after the I did stupid too. Episode. <laughs> so
2: I actually so, thought it was Billy at first.
0: I thought it was going to be Billy
1: as well. I was like, <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, Billy. I was, I was watching this. <sighs> I was watching this with my fiance, and I was like, I turned to her. I'm like, why was I genuinely surprised that that was eleven? And she basically said, you. Fucking idiot. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are gonna laugh. Um, because have seeing the shoes, to me, the shoes looked familiar. Not thinking oh was the previous episode. I thought it was Barb. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, no.
2: <laughs> oh wow, yeah, no, no, no. I thought no, I
0: thought it was more like because what was stuck Barb was gonna the- do. I thought Is Barb she- was in the yeah. upside down. I thought like, oh, like she'd been dead, dead. flare m- maybe possessed someone else. Oh, and it was Bargain. like I thought. I thought like maybe killing the Demigorgon through the window was kind of like, like I thought it'd be like a distorted Barb of like all like mangled up and crap, but like sending Demigorgon through the window would be like a message sent, and there's like oh fuck you, I'm actually the main villain. No, I no, don't I want finished, to just, just give any... shoes, I was like, hey, that's not Billy.
1: <laughs> I don't want to give anything away, but like you never see. But get Barb out of your mind.
0: Barb's you don't need dead. to worry. Barb, you don't need Barb, to worry Barb about. Is...
1: You don't need to worry about Barb related items ever again.
0: Barb is a confirmed kill. Does that does that also Unless something strange
1: comes up in season five that I don't know about. You don't need to worry about Barb.
0: Yeah, but my girlfriend's like, you know, Barb's dead. Like (laughs) I was like, I "I love you, but like that was just dumb. I'm like, yeah, it happens. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I call the, the the hive mind thing I said earlier. I did call that one. I was very happy about that at least. So you did. You did. So uh yeah, so episode ratings. Uh let me pull up the Excel doc real quick. Um I am gonna give this one mm, I'll say a i I'll say a nine points, nine point six five. I go, I go Mitchell t- territory in this one. I want to go a half on this. Oh, one. oh damn! He you know what, digit. y'all, y'all made fun of me.
1: I didn't make fun you of you, tra- but this one you trashed me. I'm you in between me both names. Now. And eventually, what'd you do? You did what I do. So I knew this day would come, Nick. <laughs> You want to jump on board?
2: What what exactly am I jumping on board with?
0: Multiple desktops. No. no. Oh,
2: okay. Okay. Uh, This is
0: a one time thing. I I was was in between 9.6, 9.7. I was like, you know what? Screw it down the middle. Here's the
1: thing about one time things they never really are. It's a gateway drug to multiple usage. Come on, Nick. You know you want to. You want to be more sure well, you want to be more I'm, like in the something weeds. i'm
2: realizing now uh, theoretically every rating that we give if we have even just one digit behind it is a double digit because you just throw zero so technically yeah. every rating that we've ever given is a double digit you're
1: no science blunt. that's right. notation nine. baby i just I just nine nine. notation
2: just kind of came across, but uh, any anywho, uh, nine point two is my rating. Uh, I thought uh, it was one of the better episodes I've seen across both seasons, and I was genuinely surprised with like actually how much I enjoyed it, considering the previous episode that that we all watched.
0: And to to, the, to our listeners that uh, that is a. 0.05 or a half of of a decimal point off of my top score of a 9.7, and that is tied with Nick's top score of a 9.2 for his. Oh, um, okay. I, I did get Tommy's score. Uh, Tommy had got a uh, Tommy gave it a 9.7, so wow. that is his favorite episode so far in Stranger Things.
2: Hmm. Okay,
0: and uh, Nick, give me your prediction score for. Mitchell for this one.
2: I am going to say
0: 9.33. I kind of want to go over. I kind of want to screw either. I'm going to go in 9.41. It's the price is right. The rules are rules. And Tommy did go in 9.27 on this one for Mitchell's score. So he kind of undercut you in that one. So, you know what's so fascinating?
1: I have to be by far the lowest one on this episode because I gave. Did we all overshoot? I gave this an eight point six two. Wow! So you like
0: uh, episode? So you like episode six more? You like episode eight?
1: Yes. Huh, not by much, but a little bit. Uh, it's I, there. I think it started strong, and I think it ended strong. I think the middle, uh, when it wasn't the stuff with Bob, I thought was a little bit weaker. Um, still a, a good episode. It this, this just isn't really my season. Um, yeah, it's oh, it's still sorry. a good episode that I did really enjoy. I just didn't love it the way that you guys uh, definitely. Brought out the big guns for for your ratings. And it's still the second highest average as far as any grade uh, for any episode just behind the finale for season one.
0: Yeah, it definitely is coming um, right
1: after the lowest. So definitely. Uh, and, and this is what I do like about the series. Whenever it hits a low point, it, it does seem to kind of get back on track and figure out, uh, f- find its footing and, and, and get going whenever they hit a rough spot.
0: No, I definitely, it, I thought so as well. Um, yeah, I thought it was it's very interesting how our averages are playing out because we have one more episode left. And currently we all think that season two is not as good as season one. Correct. Um, by different, by different increments. But I'm definitely kind of surprised that um, – I, I know I am a little higher than anybody else. But, yeah, Nick's definitely on the lower end of things, so it's a 7, 7.35 average. And then Mitchell's a little higher than that. I'm, I'm curious
1: to see whether or not Nick has okay. a higher grade for the season than I do because the last two he's been much higher on than I have. So, oh. Nick might end up with a higher score than I do for Season 2. We'll After being out. the one with the lowest score in Season 1.
2: I'm going to give the hey. finale a zero. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Mitch, Mitchell, just kidding. Had,
0: <laughs> Mitchell had the second highest score uh, average for Season 1 behind me by a by a percentage point, point 0.1. Um, and then this one there is an almost full point behind me on this one yeah you're we were all kind of in the same range uh 8.2 to
1: 8.7 for season one we could have a lot of difference uh or variance in season two which is fascinating Uh, to
0: me yeah a little bit um but i'm glad that you're
1: so high on it i mean honestly i I would rather someone be really high on it than really low on it especially you who hasn't seen this seat this uh, the series before? And I think still has a lot of really cool stuff coming up.
0: Yeah. No. I have. This has been a really fun watch for me, and a little. I am kind of sad I haven't didn't start from the beginning like everybody else did. Uh, because now I'm like I see what all the hype is about because the hype is real. Hey, you'd and... rather have
1: that than. It was overblown. I didn't really care for it. I've been hearing about this for years and it never lived up to the hype.
0: Yeah. Um, It's kind of weird. Cause no, I have seen, I think two episodes from season four and that's what kind of even got me more interest. Like, Oh, how did we even get here in the first place? So it's kind there's, of weird. Like, There's a death. I'm again,
1: not saying anything, not even going to hint. Bob's death was just had me like, oh man, why'd you have to kill Bob? There's a death that happens down the line that just demolished me. So
0: stay tuned. We will look forward to that. All right. So um, anything else, gentlemen, before we head out of here? Season two coming to a close soon. That's right. Season finale. The gate. The gate close Uh, close. (laughs) (laughs) yes close the gate uh follow us on our socials at stranger nerds on instagram and twitter and that's it for us we will see you guys next week for our season finale have a good one